Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I'm joined with Don Wetrick. Don is the founder and CEO of the Started Up Foundation, the author of Pure Genius, Building a Culture of Innovation, and host of his own podcast, Started Up. The Started Up Foundation promotes innovation and entrepreneurial thinking for K through 12 students and also runs Innovate Within the State of Indiana Innovation and Entrepreneurship Pitch Competition. Welcome to the show today, Don. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Bobby. Good morning. Morning. So what's been happening in your world lately? Oh, boy. Um, gosh, in some ways, what's been happening in the last 72 hours? Um yeah, it's, it's nutty. Uh, so we, I, I, like you said, I run Innovate Within. Um, and that in and of itself is an interesting story. So I, I had this very strange class in Noblesville called Innovation and Open Source Learning. And uh, the class kind of got a reputation for innovation and, and things of this nature. And so the state of Indiana really wanted to come out of the box strong uh, and have a pitch competition. If you don't know what a pitch competition is, no, it's not baseball. It is like a shark tank. Um, except I wanted to be different than Shark Tank. I wanted it to be able to, I don't have a good idea. I, you know, we wanted to work with some of the, you know, the, the top teams in the state and, and coach them and get them to, you know, like really give it a try. And so eventually the state was like, hey, yeah, run with it. And so this is the first year that we're kind of running it on our own. Uh, we have nine university sponsors, but now we have 11 university uh, scholarships. But um, it's just been exciting because colleges are starting to see more and more that, we need innovators, not just good grades. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like it when kids get good grades. Um, but there's been this new focus on, can you see a problem as an opportunity? Can you come up with solutions instead of just complain about it on Twitter? That kind of thing. And um, just in the last few days, even, we've had some other colleges say, okay, this is what we want to bring to the table. As is, the prize package was already biggest in the country. The first place team gets about a twenty-three dollars to $25,000 prize package. That's $10,000 cash, $10,000 college, and then a travel experience valued anywhere between three and $5,000, depending on where we go. Uh, this year, a lot of colleges are like, okay, and, and, and like everything ranging from if you're just a participant, round one, from $1,000 off your college tuition bill, and a lot of them are per year can be renewable, up to um, our biggest one right now is University of Evansville. Um, they are full uh, four-year tuition plus an opportunity that they pay for to go to a college in England and learn design thinking and a paid internship. That's incredible. That, like, you'd be, you'd my be jaw is dropping. Like no, I, I went to Butler. I paid high tuition prices. I had scholarships and I'm like, this is amazing. I, and this is our first year of trying this. I cannot imagine what this is going to be next year and the year after that. And so, by the way, kudos to all these schools that are offering scholarships. As a matter of fact, I should, I should name them by name. I'll start from the south yeah. of the state and work my way up. Uh, that is University of Evansville, Hanover. By the way, all these regions are in the education service center region. Service center region. So people are like, you know, why are you jumping all over the map? We were specific in who we partnered with in different geographic locations. But yeah, Evansville, Hanover. Um, uh, St. Mary's of the Woods, ironically, uh, Marion, uh, Earlham, uh, Purdue, uh, Purdue Northwest, uh, Notre Dame, um, IUPY, uh, Ivy Tech, and Purdue Fort Wayne. 
That is amazing. Like I know tuition costs are on the rise. I know a lot of kids and parents, even my youngest sister is still a sophomore in high school and one is a down in IU Bloomington. And luckily she has a free, a full ride, but tuition costs are like through the roof. And when you bring that innovative thinking and opportunity into it and schools are willing to partner, like Mm -hmm. it's a perfect mix. Well, and what I'm really going for is that I'm trying to get schools to see that um, you should be recruiting these kids just the same way you would be recruiting a seven, one center on a basketball team or a left guard. I mean, like, you know, these, some of these students are actually, some of them are already running their own business. And actually some of them don't want to go to college because they're already doing it like well, but uh, I'm hoping these colleges covet these kids because these are the change makers and and make no mistake about it. One of the things that we're doing is we're trying to show them that the grass is green, but it's not greener. Like Indiana is going to go out of your, out of our way to support you and keep you um, because you know, the, the old way of doing business was trying to steal companies to, to say, hey, we're cheaper than doing business in your state. Well, that's, mm, that's, uh, that's, a, tough, that's a tough sell. Re, like training up talent and identifying that talent and keeping that talent is kind of where it's at. And so we have some top students in this country. And so where do they go? A lot of times they do go to some of our, our state schools you know, Purdue, IU, Notre Dame, Ball State, NDSA, like, like the usual suspects that we always think of. But now all of a sudden, like we're starting to take a look at what like Earlham's doing, what U of E is doing. They're producing actually a lot of entrepreneurial talent. And if we can show them that, um, hey, like we'll support you, that's a, that's a huge game changer. And so the state is 100% behind this. Um, the students, if they go on to just the regional round, they're going to meet with their small business development center. And I think this is what gets me excited. There's adults that don't know about the SBDC centers. Like, like literally the state spends money to help you be successful. And so we know statistically, factually, that if you're 17 and all of a sudden you discover the ecosystem in Jasper, Indiana, mm-hmm. or in Rushville or in Indianapolis or in South Bend or wherever, if you discover that there is support there for you, and quite frankly, the cost of doing business is good, and you start knowing who the town players are, who is on your small business, you know, team, who is on your city council, who is on your, and you can discover this at age 15, 16, 17, you're going to stay. You're going to stay and you're going to, and, and, and these are the kids that are going to be, um, you know, your little league sponsors. They're going to be on your chamber of commerce. They're going to be, they're going to be leaders. And I think that's also the last thing I'll say before I'll stop rambling is that um, this is a leadership component as well. Um, we, want students to see problems as opportunities get off the endless scroll of your life sucks no it doesn't things out there are terrible and i can never get ahead in this world that's bs you can uh and and i want to see kids see that difference and and uh and and begin to learn how to build and scale and learn how to form a team I love that because, you know, my whole message is on positivity and connecting with people and talking to everybody. Like I've done it for years and that's how the network builds. And not only just at a networking level, but also like you become partners with people. You learn about other people's businesses and lives and, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And when you instill this in kids at age 15, 16, 17, like they are set 
for a life. Mm-hmm. Like when you embody this, like it is theirs. So kudos to your team of like seeing, you know, this is what not only kids need in the state of Indiana, but across the board. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've already got some interest from two other states in, in replicating this. And so I'm excited, but I'm also excited because, well, and just the name Innovate Within, you know, it's got a capital I-N, right? But right. Innovate Within is metaphorical and it can, it can, you know, go across state lines for sure. But I also like the fact that it's based here. Um, you know, I was born here in 72 and really do like it. I've traveled, literally, I've been to 49 of the 50 and I love it here and want to create more of an ecosystem. And I'm, and quite frankly, you know, and maybe it's because I'm not overly tall um, or attractive uh, that I'm kind of chippy, like this whole, well, innovation comes out of San Francisco and Boston. Oh, stop it. Stop it. You know, I, 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 I take great pride in the fact that Hoosier kids are like, I invented this stuff. I came up with this. And, and then quite frankly, that shock, well, actually one of my most pivotal moments, and if you're into marketing, you'll know who this guy is. But um, in the first year, we took some students out and that year was to New York City. And we had a half day with Seth Godin, which for anybody that's understanding in the marketing world, Seth Godin is kind of what Mark Cuban is to entrepreneurship. Seth is the face of it. And so he was going around the table asking the students what their pitch was, what the product app service event was. And he was talking to this one student and he's like, where are you from again? And I think it was Vincennes. He goes, kid, you could make it in New York City. And, and, and I liked that because it shows the students that sometimes we discount what we do because we're in the Hoosier state. If you're not from California, Texas, Massachusetts, New York, maybe Washington, then you're not quite as innovative. Well, you are. And uh, I just, I dig that more than anything. Matter of fact, one time we even got questioned, like, why are you taking students to other states? Like, why are you taking the top 10 teams to other states? I'm like, this is why you travel. Right. I love traveling and saying, I like what they're doing here. Like, I, I got so many cool ideas once from Rapid City, South Dakota. And I was like, we should do some of that there in 89 plus. So, um, yeah, I get all excited. Sorry, I'm rambling, Bobby. No, it's good. It's good. We have coffee conversation. I love it. Um, but, you know, I love traveling. I was in marketing for years. And, you know, when you bring kids into this world of, you know, this is what's possible. And when they hear from one of the top marketing people and the whole entire like ecosystem yeah. of marketing. Yeah. is for those people who don't know Seth Godin, like his posts are like three sentences long or five. And they like literally make your mind spin and you're like, this is genius. Yeah. He literally was the godfather of internet marketing. He's yeah. 10, 15 books out there. Yeah. And then yeah, the thing I really loved about these kids is they knew that Seth was a big deal. <laughs> and these are the kind of kids that were either starting to reach or we convert. Like, uh, you know, I run a once a month digital chapter for kids across the country. Now it used to be in person, but because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I put this on Facebook last night. I, I'm I, well, we nail it down today, fingers crossed, but I think I have David Sachs joining us next. For those of you that don't know David Sachs, you will hear in the next couple of weeks, his, their podcast just went from obscurity to number 11 in the world. Um, David Sachs started a, started a company called PayPal with a, with a guy named Elon Musk. 
Elon Musk counted on this guy to be the operations officer. David Sachs is a genius. I want more kids to talk about David Sachs, Sheryl uh, 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 Sandberg, the way they talk about Kim and Kanye. I want more kids to say, did you hear what Tim Ferriss is coming up with? Then could you believe that the celebrity gossip, divorce, blah, 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 awfulness? Right. So, yeah. I want kids to know who Seth Godin is, right? <laughs> and that's what I've loved. I've watched you for a few years, like when you were down in Franklin and some of my friends were in your classes. And then when you moved up to Noblesville, I had friends as teachers up there. Um, but you really tell kids and students and now like your mentees who are in this program, like anything is possible. Like you just have to ask, like, yeah. The options are endless. And that goes for anybody. Like, however old you are, like, don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. The, the worst thing you can get is just a, not a reply back. Right. Like, I, 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 like I, no, I don't have time. Okay, yeah. moving on. Well, and, and you can keep, like, this is, a, this is a terrible story, but good one. Tim Ferriss, like, I'd ask him, I can't, like, again, this class was called Innovation and Open Source Learning. The open source learning is, who do you want to learn from? And so sometimes I was lucky and blessed enough to have a blue check mark on Twitter. So sometimes that blue check mark got us attention. So when we'd ask people, like we asked Ninja one time to peek into the class and things went viral because at the time he was a you know a video game streamer. He still mm -hmm. is, but like we just asked and he did. We were trying to get at Tim Ferriss and there was just no reply. Two of my girls in my, in my class were like, I got an idea tweet him except take a picture of us looking really sad and say hey at t ferris you're disappointing all of our kids <laughs> and it worked so like he, like he'd been ignoring me like for like a, a good solid two months and so these girls were like like making this sad face uh post and i was like hey man you're, you're like all my kids were really counting on talking to you and so he responds back haha you got me follows me dms me which again so many people like i decent amount of people on your show right now do not know who Tim Ferriss is. I promise you. It's a big deal to the entrepreneurial community. And so, um, yeah, just like that. Like he, he, he didn't respond for a month. That's fine. That's, that's cool. Yeah. We found a way around it. And, and, and the same thing, like, like the challenge we have right now for kids is that, you know, I'm telling them, you know, identify who the change makers are like watch NBC's making a difference, do a little research, you know, who's doing some amazing things that they're not celebrities, but they're doing cool things, reach out to them. And if you get them to join on our call on our once a month call, I'll give you a $100 gift card to wherever you want. And so they're like, they're doing it for the gift card, but then they quickly realize of like, wait a second, wait a second. They said yes to me, you realize that you have that kind of power, especially if you're 16. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're on LinkedIn and you're on 16, you're automatically like, people are like, Oh dude, look at this kid. Look what she's doing. The world is yours right now. If you have some leadership and you're not making duck face selfies and F this and F that and telling me how the Colts four, three defense let you down. No one cares, bro. But if you're saying I'm on a mission to be better, I'm trying to form a team. I'm trying to do something more. Oh. I'd love to learn from you. Like what advice do you have? Boom. Like yes. that's instant. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's what I love. Like seeing this happen. And, you know, I taught for a little bit at Butler teaching Spanish and 
that was one of my things, like anything's possible. Like you just have to start. And when you start at a young age learning this, like it doesn't stop. If you have failures or setbacks, it's like, okay, well, I'm getting back up again. It's yeah. time to start. Like, let's find somebody else. Let's ask somebody else. Mm-hmm. And even like you mentioned LinkedIn, but also mm-hmm. now Clubhouse, like that's yeah. one of the easiest ways to get. I'm so mad at Clubhouse. It's like a mix. I've- no, I'm mad at Clubhouse because I have an Android phone. And then this is oh. where people to roll their eyes at me. Uh, Two and a half months ago, I, I think it was easily in November, I got an invite to Clubhouse, actually from a, and I'm not trying to flex, it was from a, actually kind of a famous author. So uh-huh. as I understand, when you accept somebody's application or referral, you kind of have them attached to you. So this particular person, it was good for me to have it attached to me. I guess you can find me on Clubhouse because he put in my cell phone number and you know I'm there, I'm just <laughs> not there. And so I'm really having to say, like, I... I'm also really frugal, Bobby. I don't want to go buy a cell phone for the sake of buying a cell phone, but I keep getting literally, literally by the night, where are you at? Where are you at? I see you're on Clubhouse. Where are you at? I'm like, I don't have an iPhone. And then you elitist Apple people <laughs> make fun of me. Um, so yeah, even our COO last night, he's like, dude, just buy a freaking iPhone and get on there. Cause I- Well, do you have an iPad? <sighs> not new enough. Oh. Yeah. Again, Bobby, I am really frugal. So I was raised by a teacher and my mom was a stay at home mom and it pains me to spend money. And I'm like, I keep thinking on any day now, they're going to open it up to Android on any day. Now they're going to open it to Android. Watch. I'll go out and I'll buy myself a damn iPhone. And that day they'll open it up to Android people. Right. That's the way it'll go. Yeah. Uh, No, I've had mixed feelings about clubhouse. It's really easy to listen and learn from high level people, whether it's a venture capitalist or marketing or somebody in Bitcoin or real estate or XYZ or somebody in London, you know, it's really easy. What I find is harder about it is like some of the rooms are so big that you can't get your voice heard. So you have to like go into the smaller rooms to start finding people. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a great idea. I I agree with you. Like I, I think Clubhouse will be what Twitter was to micro blogging clubhouse can be to micro podcasting. So, although Elon darn near broke clubhouse the other day. So, right. Yeah. Again, I couldn't watch it because I don't have it, but I, I heard about it. Yeah. I heard about it. I wasn't on it then, but I mean, anything he says lately, whether it be on Twitter or clubhouse or whatnot, uh, market instantly changed. I, I know that some people will, uh, not like me for saying this. I think one of the people that can really turn this country around is Elon Musk because he doesn't care about your feelings and he doesn't care about your identity politics. He just looks at data and goes, this is a good decision. Yeah. Like here it is. This is what needs to happen. Right. Right. Matter of fact, if, if I may opine, I think that's one of the things that's also been on my mind is that I, I made a post a couple of days ago that, um, and I got some it's funny, like I, I don't mind DMs, but if you really want to engage with me, like just post it publicly. I don't, I don't, I mean, we're cool. I love you. But uh, I, I posted, um, you are not your identity. And I forget why I went on to basically say something like it, it's empty, whether that's your sports team or the pornography you shouldn't be watching or whatever. We have this identity thing where, l- let me just break it down like the simplest way. We won. 
no, you didn't win. The Colts won. Heck, I remember the first time the Colts won the Super Bowl. And I was like, and I was like, the next morning, I was like, I didn't get a Colts check. I was like, yeah, we won. No, we didn't. Jim Mersey's team did. Yeah. And it's an empty feeling. And on the, and then on the other hand, when you have an identity class of um, we can't do this and we can't do that, okay, then you're done. Everything has to be at the individual level. Everything. Even if you want to lead something. So if you're like, hey, my people are oppressed, I understand that. You have responsibility in controlling your behavior, saying my new president is going to fix this or my new congresswoman's going to fix this is, is an identity, but it's not you. You have to take your own journey. And I believe there are problems in this world, but I get deathly afraid when people say my identity and somehow you're going to benefit from that individually because that's just not the way it works. We won is an empty feeling. My show that I'm going to binge watch is not your journey. Your journey is deciding what is important to you and what is best for you and then taking that journey. And then if it inspires others along the way, great, you're creating change. But in the meantime, you are fulfilling that part of your life that you know is empty and meaningless of just watching other people do it. So whether I, that's seriously where I'm scared. That's seriously what I'm scared about for society. Because I do believe these identity classes have merit in why they want change. Respect your individual responsibility. Now, now we're talking something different. And I, and I, and I, I, I want people, and, and that's why our, our, that is why our theme, taking it back to Innovate Within, that is why the theme is seeing problems as opportunities, full stop. So people are like, oh, is this a tech competition? We had some people asking, is this a tech competition? No. We have, in the last years, we've had uh, apps, sure. We've had events. We've had services. We've had uh, products. Um, you know, like I, we, we had one that was for basically, they had an event for girls that had social media anxiety. And it was an event. It was amazing. Um, but, but you're solving a problem. Those girls listened to a lot of moms talk that their eighth grade girl was struggling I've got a solution. You can complain about social media or you can provide solutions. Uh, like we asked one kid, like, I want to start a food truck. Okay, what problem are you solving? Hmm, I don't know. I'm like, okay, is there a need for food trucks around your area? I don't know. How about you go and survey people? Okay, turns out that he surveyed people. He's like, I heard Korean barbecue is great. I would love it if we had some Korean barbecue around here. Now you're solving a problem, Bobby. Yep. Not just saying, I want to start something. Why? Because I think it's cool. People don't buy things that you think is cool. People buy things that they think are needed. And so when our kids can help, if our adults think that way, right? So I'm hoping some of these, some of these kids will start teaching adults lessons on, you know, like, on how to think. Right. Um, anyway, sorry, rambling. No, that's great. Like, that is so key when you're start shifting that perspective of, you know, it's not we, but I, and, you know, it's really sort of like pushing the blame onto somebody else. I see it of like, I'm going to trust Congress to take care of this issue for me. So I don't have to face it myself. Yes. 
Yes. And, and, and the thing is like, there's nothing wrong with you again to want to identify and be a part of, but then internalize it and say, okay, now what's my responsibility? Because otherwise like a group win is not really a win if you're not a part of an active group. Uh, faith without actions isn't really faith, right? It, it's, it's that kind of basic um, that, you know, it, if we start taking, and I know this really makes me sound like an old man, but like personal responsibility is everything. And saying that I could never because, well, if you're saying you can never, then A, you're denying everybody that did have all the obstacles in the world and somehow they made it. And B, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I could never. Okay, then you can't. Right. You already told yourself that you're not going to do it. Yeah. And then like, what like, is your- Why co- even try yeah. now? Well, and then, and then, so what's your outcome? Like, are you just going to, like, that's it? I'm just going to shrivel up in a ball and just lay here. I mean, that's not, that's not well, living. Let me turn on Netflix and binge watch for five hours. Right. Well, that's where, again, not trying to go off on a tangent, we have so many entertainment options that you keep just delaying that ugly feeling of I'm not enough. The hardest part is looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, today I start. Okay, but I just heard there's another new series on Netflix and it's like 15 episodes uh, as soon as that's over. Or I don't have enough things to start. So let me, let me walk you through an exercise I used to do with my students, Bobby. Yeah. Um, especially if they were under 18, I'd say the first thing and they would kind of like, they'd look at me and I said, hey, I want, you to, I want you to close your eyes and visualize something. Just by the way, what I'm asking you to do might be illegal. And they're like, well, <laughs> I said, close your eyes. And I said, um, right now you walk down to the corner of the gas station and you buy a scratch off lottery ticket. Now I know it's against the law because you're not 18 yet, but they don't card you and you buy this lottery ticket. You scratch it off and you realize you just won $2 million, which really after taxes, like 1.1, 1.2 million. And I said, you would now have $1.2 million. By the way, that is not enough money for you to live off the rest of your life, but you can do whatever you want to do for the next two years easily. What do you do on a day-to-day basis? And immediately they'll say, oh, I'll buy myself a house. That is not what you do. That is a one-time purchase. Then they give me a cliche answer, man, I just travel. I said, really? Over the next two years, you're just going to travel every day. Like, like a- after about two months, you're going to be jet lagged and tired. Eh, they kind of, yeah, you're right. I said, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Oh, I'd invest it. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm giving you all the excuses they, yeah. they, they don't want to think about. I'd invest it. Okay, you've invested your money. Now, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Man. Um, and then they start thinking about what is important to them if money weren't an issue and what 90% of most people come up with were, you know, I just want to help people. And you know who they usually describe who they want to help themselves. Mm -hmm. I talked to a student that he was telling me before this conversation that he was overlooked. He felt like he was invisible, um, that he had a purpose just the world didn't see it yet. He told me that a week before. So I'm guiding him through this. And I said, and he said, I, th- I think I just want to help people. I said, really? Like, how, how do you want to help? Now they start identifying with their talents. And he goes, you know what? 
I'm really good at talking to shy people that feel overlooked. I think maybe I just, if money weren't, I know that counselors don't get paid a lot, but I think maybe I just want to be a counselor. I mean, if I got this money, money's not going to be a problem. I think I just want to help kids that feel overlooked and underappreciated. And then finally I told him, I'm like, Jason, you just described yourself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, that journey that he wanted to take was a journey to help himself. And I think that if more people understand that, they visualize like, okay, if money weren't an issue, what would I want to do? Because I know a lot of people that are making very good money and they do not like their lives. I can attest to this. Yeah. Golden handcuffs. So um, I like that visualization because it immediately gets them to think, okay, and that journey that you must take for real fulfillment. And this goes for anybody. Like you don't have to be a 15 year old, 17 year old doing this, right? You could be 55 years old right now and not enjoying your life and feel like you could be doing more or 33, you know, it doesn't matter your age. Like this is something that we all need to do to find out, you know, maybe you feel like your purpose isn't there or you have a purpose, like you said, and you just don't see it. But when you break it down to like, what problems are you having? How can you solve it? Yeah, That's at its core. That's what business is. That's what, how we find our purpose. It's how we connect with others. Mm-hmm. And it's just taking that time to, you know, yeah. an hour to like focus on it. I, I, again, one of the reasons why I liked that class that we had, that, that was your hour. That was your hour. And if you wanted to, um, if that's what you wanted to work on, uh, if that's what you wanted to pursue, that was your time. And, and I, I think that was powerful. Definitely, because especially for students, it's very scheduled time-wise, mm-hmm. whether from one class to another, and then you have homework, then you have sports or music, and then come home, eat dinner, do more homework, go to more practices and then do it all over again. And there's not as much value or importance placed on, you know, like here's your time, do as you wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I, I just, I, I, whether you're a 17 year old or a, you know, 45 year old, I, I just really enjoy all of a sudden people imagining themselves and taking that journey um, I'm a, you know, for those of you that geek out on Star Wars, really one of the inspirations behind that um, was among my, I, I don't really want to call him a, a writer. Um, what would I call him? Um, anyway, Joseph Campbell is among my favorite persons ever. Um, and Joseph Campbell was there as, uh, and really was the muse for, for um, George Lucas. But it, it's, it's the hero's journey. It's the archetype that is in everything you see. And if you ever look up Hero's Journey, and they kind of a lot of times will break it on a clock, but mm-hmm. that that call to action, that realizing that something else is out there. It's Star Wars. It's Kung Fu Panda. It's Jesus. Yeah. It's, it, it, is, it is like somebody knows that there's something else out there and they have to leave their old world behind and it is terrible and it is uncomfortable. And they usually find Yoda they usually find something to get them through that. And then they have to go through a rebirth. That person you used to be isn't 
you anymore. The trials and tribulations make it. So if you want to lead a very comfortable life, I understand it's human nature. We like food and we like shelter. But people that truly live, right? Those people almost want to go through the pain because they know that they're uh, through that sacrifice, there's something much, much greater. Um, and then every great leader, every great leader, every movie, every action adventure movie follows the same pattern. And eventually they come back to their status quo and it is a new status quo because they help change it. But they also help inspire others. Whether that's them, you know, enjoying the, you know, railing against the empire or uh, them becoming the, the Kung Fu master and uh, knowing the wushi finger hold. Right, and to bring it back to like, everyday people, you know, it's like taking you one step out of your comfort zone a day. Yeah. Like maybe it's making that big ask. Maybe it's telling yourself I'm starting today. Like I know I don't have all of the greatest tools. I know Chase Jarvis, he's one of the big commercial photographers and one of the CEOs of Creative Live. And his thing was always like the best camera that you have is the one that's with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like take that as you wish for anything. Like you don't have to have a state of the art podcast mic to start a podcast. You don't have to have the newest iPhone to start creating content. Right. You like, you can start with what you have today. Like step out of that comfort zone, stop making excuses for yourself and like turn off Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Learn, learn two chords on a guitar and see if you can transition from one to the other. Give yourself a week. Yeah. It's just whatever it is that's singing to your soul, the journey begins today. If you wanted to, (laughs) or you can say, not quite yet. Let me and, and, and like, I'm not throwing any sort of disparity at anybody that likes I kind of am. If you, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I, I wince when I see, and, I, and again, no, no offense, but when people are like, okay, so I've watched every episode of Black Mirror. What's next? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like you could be doing, I mean, but you know, at the same time, like people are stressed and that maybe that's their stress. Right. Uh, so I respect that. But there's times where I'm like, that's a lot of time invested um, in watching somebody else's passion. It's like, uh, I usually had this, I, one time I kind of data collected and it was like up to 90%. When I asked people what they're most passionate about, most people I talked to, their passion was somebody else's passion. Mm-hmm. And by that, oh, the Colts. Oh, I love this band. Oh, I love this movie series. Oh, I love this, you know, like very few people were like their hobby their thing, their, th- and, and again, I understand that, but add a little bit of something of, you know, what is your thing that you're working on? What are you working towards? And, and actually things that can be goal oriented, you know, being my kids. Great. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What are you working on with your kids? How are you making them better? How are you a better parent? Do you have a goal to go travel once a month or once a quarter? And like, what are you working towards? What are you passionate about is so important and having that goal. 
I 100% agree. Anybody who knows me is like, don't ask her any questions about pop culture. She does not know it. Don't have her sit through a movie late at night because I'll probably fall asleep. Um, like, Or I'll get disinterested in it and my mind's working on something else creatively. And, you know, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm not going to binge watch a show. Like, yeah, some days it's nice to watch a couple hours of Chef's Table and like, where the creativity goes but yeah they like just sit there and wallow saying my life is awful right but if you are a binge watcher like confess your sins now and move and and like have some balance man like i like respect if you love netflix and you like finding new series just 20 percent time is like a lot of times people say that you know the class that i started was kind of based on that 20 percent of your week should be dedicated towards your thing and 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 that's a little bit healthier balance as opposed to you know work and then netflix so enough about netflix my <laughs> tangent is over. we're not bashing netflix here for all of those netflix lovers um but you're so right like if you allocate 20 percent of your time to doing something that you love and something that you want to start or progress upon anything in life, whether it's health and wellness and living a healthy lifestyle or cooking or, you know, any goal that you have, we're not talking like hundred percent business or hobbies, you know, like any aspect, if you allocate time to it, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love this. So what's been one of the biggest hurdles for you with having the started up foundation? Being a nonprofit during a pandemic, when <laughs> um, we lost some sponsors, you know, um, yeah, it's like you know, finances are finances. Um, you know, we we found a way to live, and we're going to get through this. Um, well, it's like, and in some ways, it's uh, this is the exact opposite. Like, I once uh, back in the, I think it was the mid two thousands, um, houses just weren't moving. Um, the realtors that lived through that on the other end, they were all of a sudden the ones that had all the cred and and they got out on the other side right now, houses are flying out the shelf. So to be a realtor, isn't quite as difficult when times are lean and you can survive. So I I think that the fact that we can survive this on the other end, it's going to be very um, good for us. Um, And then now, quite honestly, the partnerships we're making with all these universities, there's, been going a lot better but man was it and by no means are we out of the woods yet we're not out of the woods um but that was the hardest part you know any nonprofit in the first two to three years you have to establish relationships you have to establish trust um it's just hard man it's just really hard harder than i assumed i you know i I, this is this wasn't my jam taught for 21 years thought this would be easy thought people would oh i love what you're doing here's money yeah (laughs) let me cut you a check right now Right. Yeah. A, not the case. And B, some people that might've just aren't because they're not sure if they're going to have a job. Like it's tough out there right now. So, you know, that was the hardest part for sure. Yeah, definitely with times right now, granted there are companies that still have money and money to allocate and individuals, but yes, it's one of these things where like, you don't know if your job's still going to be there or if you're still going to be that decision maker to approve a grant or approve a sponsorship or like where that leeway is going to go. So hopefully in the next 
couple of months I see you guys touring. So yeah, you'll definitely get all the financial stuff rolling. And I think too, like, you know, there was not only a pandemic going on here, but also the political uncertainty of everything. Like people as a whole companies were sort of like, I don't know what I'm going to spend my money on. Let's just hold back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, 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 man, are we going to look back on this year and have a sigh of relief, maybe a sigh of regret, maybe, I mean, just no matter what, do you remember what you were doing um, in March of 2016? No, you do not. <laughs> Unless you got married or that was your 21st birthday. Do, do you remember what March of 2020 was? Absolutely. Yeah. What an iconic year, good and bad. And, and, and quite frankly, I mean, like from my end, I, I think that I'm hoping that there's a lot of reflection on where we've been and then things uh, we're thinking about things and where we're going. Um, Cause there, there was a, there was a lot of, yeah, there needs to be a lot of change and, you know, necessity is the mother of all, of all invention. And there's some necessities that we're identifying now. For sure. And through these times and times of hardship is where innovation really comes through. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, oh, my life's so awful, or I don't have this. Like, take a look at that. See how you can help it. See what you can change and transition and make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That that's uh we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're we're not out of it yet. And and there's still a lot of, you know, feeling out where things are gonna go, but I don't know. I, I think the upside is also is people miss people and like, hey, when this is all over, I'm really going to appreciate the company that I have and maybe put down the phone and look at people and talk to them again. So I think that's going to be a good outcome. Yes, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. Uh, but until then, I'm loving these coffee conversations and meeting right. people from all. Yeah, I mean, look world. at there. I mean, like you, you started that almost out of necessity. So it was and, i miss people like right <laughs> yeah. People. yeah and that's how this whole thing started i was like i traveled 90 percent of the time pre-pandemic i met people everywhere i worked in events i would see hundreds of people a day and go to coffee shops all around the country if i was internationally around the world and just talk to people and have conversations and see what's happening in their life and hear their story and then I was sitting in Texas family and I'm like, I love you guys, but I need to talk to somebody else. And I was like, I miss the coffee shops. I miss seeing other people. And it got to the point where I was like having coffee outside on the patio with my boyfriend. And then I would just randomly talk to the neighbors who were walking the golf course. And I'm like, I really need to know your name. I've seen you numerous times while I've been out running in the mornings. But like, I honestly don't know your name and learned a little bit about them. I'm like, okay, well, you guys ever want coffee? Like, come over. And then it clicked. I was like, I can do this. Digital coffee. Digital coffee. Here we are. That's awesome. So yeah. And like, sure. I told myself at times, like, how can I start? How can I start? And I started on Instagram live with my phone. Like, I didn't have this set up then. I didn't have a podcast mic. I didn't have ring lights and all this stuff you just start yeah well that's awesome yeah and that's that's like a whole key here that we're talking about is just start 
find something, solve a problem. Um, so as we begin to wrap up, Don, one question that I always ask on the show is what's been one of the biggest blessings over this past year? Cliche answer, but my family more specifically, well, I shouldn't say more specifically, sorry, kids. <laughs> uh, my, my wife is my everything. And so, um, <laughs> She is the person, I think the people that know me are, know this is true. Uh, she keeps my ego in check. Um, she, when I'm down, she's there. I like, Alicia's everything. Alicia's every single thing to me. Um, so there's been that. And actually, and then my kids, you know, like I liked being quarantined with them. Yeah, you know, I felt guilty at times when people like, I mean, there, there were some good things about this pandemic. Now, mind you, like I was not, you know, I totally feel bad for the people that like worked retail. I understand that. Um, but for me personally, uh, being and, and getting Ava back, you know, um, she was in school. And this was, you know, I don't like my kids being away from me. And so, she, you know, she got to move back from college. And I'm like, oh, a couple of extra months with Ava. Um, but, you know, getting to know Ava, Anna and Grant a little bit better because there's no place to go. And I, you know, this old sentimental dad liked that. So that's cool with it. Oh, I love it. Family is everything. And for me, like I spent more time with family over the past yeah. year than I have in years. And it's been incredible. Like made it to birthday parties, even mm -hmm. if it was like small gatherings, like hung out with nieces and nephews, watched them for days. Like, you know, the pool parties, the hanging out with my brother and morning workouts, like those things matter. And yeah. I feel like now we all have like a deeper appreciation for yeah, that time. Definitely. definitely. So, where can we find more out about you? Oh, I, against my better judgment, um, I'm back on Twitter more. I took a long time off just because I just got tired of it. So on Twitter at Don Wetrick, LinkedIn, um, same thing, Don Wetrick. Uh, the Started Up Foundation, actually just Innovate Within right now is where we're, we're sending a lot of people. So that's innovatewithin.org. That's within, W-I-T-H-I-N. Um, if you want to know more about the foundation, that's startedupfoundation.org. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a podcast where I interview interesting people. That's also Start Ed Up. Anywhere you can find podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, all that stuff. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to add this to the caption into the comments, wherever you're watching it, show notes, listening, you can find all information to connect with Don there. Don, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on innovation and what you're doing with, you know, K through 12 students and in um, specificity high school age students. And this has been a lesson for anybody you know, of all ages today to just start. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, appreciate being on your show, Bobby. Sincerely. Wonderful. Well, to everybody who's watching today, I encourage you to spend a little extra time on yourself today. Maybe it's doing one of your hobbies. Maybe it's starting something that you've kept telling yourself not to do, but get out there and start. This has been an episode of Coffee with Bobby with Don Wetrick. Take care. Enjoy, guys. See ya. <laughs>